0: Acts 1, we're going to start in Acts um, today, but um, we started in Acts 2 last week, and so we're going to go backwards, um, just because last week was Pentecost Sunday, and so that was about the Holy Spirit falling, and so we're gonna, I'm going to give you some, not backdated, but we'll start in Acts 1. And uh, this is Jesus was still on the earth. So what had happened was, um, just for those of you that don't know, Jesus, came and he walked the earth and he had um, disciples that he went and got, and he got the disciples. They followed him and they went about uh, watching Jesus do miracles and teaching, teaching them and um, delivering people, just amazing things were happening. Um, and then they saw, um, you know, Jesus get taken and then they saw a betrayal happen. Peter betrayed Jesus, Judas betrayed Jesus. Uh, then they saw Jesus go to the cross. He died, and then they had that whole grieving process that went on. Then he was raised from the dead, and uh, now they have Jesus was walking among them in his resurrected body. So he was walking with them, giving them some last kind of instructions. He was with them for 40 days, walking with them, and uh, eating with them even, like they were spending time with Jesus. So we come to this moment. IN ACTS 1. SO JESUS IS IN HIS RESURRECTED BODY. HE HAS ALREADY TOLD THEM THAT I HAVE TO GO AWAY SO THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT CAN COME. BUT I THINK IN THIS MOMENT THEY DON'T REALLY KNOW YOU KNOW, WHAT JESUS IS REFERRING TO WHEN HE'S SAYING, I GOTTA GO SO THE HOLY SPIRIT CAN COME. IT'S GOING TO BE BETTER IF I GO um, SO THAT THE HOLY SPIRIT CAN COME. I THINK IT'S THE SAME THING AS WHEN, the or when JESUS WAS TELLING THE DISCIPLES THAT I'M GOING TO GO AWAY, BUT I'M GOING TO RISE AGAIN, IT REALLY, THERE WAS NO FRAME OF REFERENCE FOR THEM IN THESE MOMENTS. IT WAS LIKE, OKAY, JESUS, THAT SOUNDS GOOD, WHATEVER YOU MEAN BY THAT. SO IN, in VERSE 6 OF ACTS 1, IT SAYS, SO WHEN THEY HAD COME TOGETHER, They asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And so what's what's interesting about this is that the disciples had asked this all along. All along they're asking, Jesus had told them, I'm going to restore the kingdom to Israel. And they thought that's great. The only difference is Jesus was speaking spiritually and the uh, disciples were hearing it in the natural. And so all along they're asking Jesus, is it time? Is it time for you to restore the kingdom to Israel? Is this the time? Is this the time? And so in verse six, they have this moment where they come to Jesus and they're like, is this the time that you're going to restore it? It has to be this time. We have to have come to this moment. It was like the moment that they were waiting for, that they, that they had been waiting for Jesus to do this, and surely it was their moment that this was going to happen. They believe that they've come to this place. And we have these same things in our own head where we think um, that our moment should look like a certain thing that we, we, in our own minds, um, God will say something to us, Jesus will say something, and we will, in our natural minds, put how this was supposed to look or how it should look. And this is exactly what the disciples are doing. They have come to this moment and they think it should look like this. Jesus has come to restore the kingdom to Israel. And I think that the disciples are thinking of, all of the betrayal that they went through, that they saw Jesus go through, and then all of the torment of watching him on the cross or knowing that he had died, and then the grieving process, and then him being raised, and then having him back again, and then believing again, and then all of these moments that they have gone through. Surely, we've gone through all of that to get us to this place. Surely, it must be this So in verse 7. So they ask Jesus, right? Is this the time? Is this our moment? Are you going to restore the kingdom? And Jesus says this to them. It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So in one instance you have them and they're asking Jesus, is this our moment? Is this this when you restore the kingdom? And then suddenly Jesus is gone. Suddenly their moment that they thought they had come to looked nothing like they thought and Jesus was gone. And in an instant, in one instant, everything, everything around them has changed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? That that you think you're headed this one way, and then in a second, it's changed. But I think that we can relate to this. I think that there's, each of us have a story where we can relate to this place, where we thought we were going one way, and in an instant, we thought we'd come to a moment, and in an instant, everything had changed. And suddenly life looked nothing like we thought it would. I think the church in general right now can relate to this. Everything has changed. We thought we were going one way. January, we were talking about what the, what the church, where we were going as a church, what it looked like, and we all would have never imagined in a million years that we would not be meeting together. God was saying one thing, knowing fully what would happen, but we were picturing it a different way. February, we were worshiping together and March, we were watching church through a TV screen. Suddenly, everything had changed and our moment looked nothing like we thought. I wonder if the disciples were frustrated I wonder what they were thinking in that moment. I wonder if they were going through loss again. I wonder what their thoughts were. Was it disappointment? Loss? Like, now what do we do? Where do we even go from here? The one that we were following is gone. What do we even do? And he said some things about a Holy Spirit coming, but what does that even mean? What does that even look like? Nothing looks like what we thought. He said he was going to restore the kingdom, and now he's gone. It's, it's equivalent to even us being like, God saying, I'm going to bring revival to the church. Revival is coming to the church. And then an instant, us being at home watching church. This looks nothing. This looks nothing. Like what you said, actually it looks nothing like what you thought. But the disciples they're frustrated in this moment of just standing there, like what just happened? Are missing the point. Because he said, "I got to go away because greater is about to come." i got to go so that greater can come. There's a plan behind all of this, behind me going. There's a plan. i got to go. And church, I know that this place is frustrating. I know. I know it feels frustrating. But I think if we're not careful, we'll miss it. Don't miss it. God's doing something. This, this whole thing did not take God by surprise. I know I said that at the beginning, but I'm saying it again. It did not take God by surprise. He did not fall off of his throne. And he's using these moments because greater's coming. I'm going to go back to just the end of verse 10. It says, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go to heaven. Why are you standing there? Why are you standing there? He's about to do a new thing. Why are you just standing there? I know it's hard to say goodbye. I'm, especially sure it's hard to say goodbye for the disciples when they're walking with Jesus. I wouldn't want to say goodbye to Jesus either, I don't think. <laughs> I know it's hard to say goodbye, though, even to the, to the past or to the way things were or to change. It's hard to move past those places. But these angels have to show up and say, guys, because they're just standing there. Like what just happened? Everything has changed. these angels show up and say, why are you standing there? He's gone. Greater's coming. Greater's coming. And in this last week, I heard those exact words, greater days. There's greater days that are coming, greater days. And yeah, it may not look like what we thought. None of us could have imagined any of this. but greater days are coming. I just want to read this one thing that I wrote down. (sighs) That as we move into this next stage, don't get caught staring at what was instead of moving toward what's next. I'm sure that the disciples couldn't imagine how it would be better that Jesus go away. But Jesus had a plan. God had a plan. Greater's coming greater days greater days are ahead of us and I know that it's gonna look different and I know that it it, it might be weird for us to walk in and there might be lines on the floor and there might be masks being worn I don't even know all of the details yet those things might be but but man don't focus on those things hear me today don't miss it church hear me today let God light a fire in you greater is coming the greater days are yet to come And we're standing on that moment. Don't miss the moment because you thought the moment would look like this. Don't miss the moment. Greater days are coming. Don't miss it because you thought it should look something different. I said this at the beginning as we went into this, one of the things, I think it was when I was in Deuteronomy, that that God was saying that you must shift your focus. You must shift your gaze from looking this way to this way. You must make the shift. Same as the disciples, they were just standing there and the angel showed up and said, guys, why why are you standing there staring? A shift has taken place. They had to, they had, the disciples had to make a shift. And as soon as the angel showed up, let's go to verse 12. So the angel shows up, he says, Jesus is gone guys. And you see them make this shift. They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James, all of them were in one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. They made this shift. And, and you know what's crazy? is They didn't know what's to come. And I've questioned many times, you know, God, I don't want to miss it. What's happening? Greater's to come. What does that mean? What does that even look like? What are you saying? And it brings me comfort to know that the disciples, they didn't know either. I have to go away because greater's to come. Okay. This doesn't seem like greater, but it's coming. I don't understand how Jesus going away could be better, but greater's coming. I don't understand how us being locked away could... greater's coming. I don't understand the big greater's coming. So what does that mean for me? It means I trust. It it means that I just have to trust that greater is coming. So hear, hear me. I hope that the words are birthed in your spirit today. Greater is coming. I know it seems frustrating, but greater is coming. Shift your focus. Shift your focus. If he's way maker, miracle worker, light in the darkness, then greater, greater is coming. It has to, because it's who he is. It has to. It's who he is. So in verse 14, it says, all of them were in one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer. While they were in the waiting stage, while they were in the time of the unknown, what were they doing? They were together. They were together praying. They were together praying. And so I know we've been talking about this. We talked about it last week, about them being together. And that's why I think it's so important in our, in our next weeks leading up that we begin to do church together, do church in your homes, do Bible study together, get together Get together, pray, call somebody, pray with them. Do whatever you need to do. Because the point is, is they were together. Praying. Something is about to happen. I don't know what it is, but greater is about to happen. Let's get together. So Acts says that they were praying together. In Luke, Luke Luke tells the story um, as well. He tells the story of Jesus' ascension, not in the same detail as in Acts. Now, however, Luke also wrote Acts. So Luke goes into a little more detail in Acts. But at the end of Luke, he talks about Jesus going away, ascending into heaven. And in Luke 24, he says this, After all this happened, All we could do was worship. And then we were filled with great joy. What do I do in times of unknown? Do I go into panic? What do I do in times when it looks like the world is falling apart? What do I do when I feel alone? What do I do when there's so much unknown? All I can do is worship. All I can do is worship. And you know what happens when you worship? You get God's perspective on things. All I could do was worship. These are the times we're stepping into the greater days, greater glory, prayer, worship. And And in Mark, I can't think of the verse, it's the very end of Mark and he says that they, talking about Jesus' ascension as well, it says that he, That they began preaching they began telling people about jesus they began preaching the gospel of what it all meant that's what they began to do prayer worship talking about jesus but together together as i was studying just that last part i was literally just getting undone because because it just so feels like it's this moment for us. And I heard the Lord say that understand that in these days that the enemy will come after unity. Because the Bible says that they were all together in one accord. They were in unity with one another. And in these days be warned that the enemy will try to bring disunity. So watch it in your speech. Watch it watch it when you're with you know, people that you love, just watch and recognize what the enemy is after is to bring disunity. Because where unity is, anointing is. And the anointing breaks the yoke. So guard your hearts, guard your hearts against it. but recognize that these are times of prayer, these are times of worship, and these are times where people are very hungry to know who Jesus is. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.